Hello and welcome to the Harmony Inspired Health Podcast, where we will be discussing all things health, wellness, Ayurveda, and topics that will enhance your personal development. My name is Harmony and I am your podcast host. I am a clinical Ayurveda and integrative health practitioner and registered nurse who specializes in women's hormonal and gut health. I am also a yoga teacher, Pilates instructor, business owner, and a mama of twin boys. My mission is to bridge the gap between modern medicine and emerging science with natural therapies and the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and Eastern medicine. I will be speaking with leaders in the industry and starting those conversations that will bring each modality together so we can truly offer a holistic health and wellness platform that educates and inspires you to live a more simple, healthy, and balanced life. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that each episode downloads to your podcast library. Then listen up and be inspired to create perfect health, healing, and harmony within your mind and body and live your most inspired life. You, my listener, are much appreciated. From my soul to yours, namaste. I would love to stay connected with you beyond me speaking into your ear holes every time you tune into this podcast. Join our tribe and subscribe to the Ayurveda Soul Sisters Tribe Facebook group so we can carry these conversations on in there. You can say hello on Facebook at Harmony Inspired Health or Instagram at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda or hang out on my website and see all the latest events, blogs or book in for an Ayurveda and integrative health consultation or body therapy. And don't forget to grab your free ebook whilst you're there. My website is www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Hi, tribe. In this episode, I am going to be talking about the foundations of Ayurveda and what it actually is. So Ayurveda is one of the world's oldest holistic and integrated health systems and it's been practiced and taught for over 5,000 years. So some will say at least 6,000 years because before it was ever discovered in the written ancient texts, it was taught through handing it down the generation line just by explaining and showing through the oral route. So the documentation of Ayurveda was first discovered in the ancient texts of the Vedas originating in India. However, there has also been some conflicting information saying that Ayurveda may have also originated in Buddhism. So they both use Ayurveda and this system as their primary healthcare system to integrate balance into their body and their mind. The Ayurveda understands that the mind, body and spirit work in unison to cultivate optimal health. 
And the word Ayurveda actually is broken into two. So Aya, A-Y-U-R, means life in Sanskrit. And Veda means knowledge. So put together, it means the knowledge of life or the science of life. And so Ayurveda is a science combining the knowledge of science, psychology, spirituality, and philosophy. It draws its insight from nature and life itself. Ayurveda empowers you to trust in your body's intelligence, to identify the signs of illness and dis-ease before it manifests, preventing illness and disease to occur. Thus, it is used as a preventative medicine when you apply the Ayurvedic lifestyle to your life. However, there is eight branches of Ayurveda, actually. And they are, one, toxicology, two, aphrodisiac therapy, three, surgery, four, psychiatry, five, ENT, which is ears, nose and throat, six, pediatrics, seven, geriatrics, and eight, internal medicine. And Ayurveda really looks at the diet, so the internal medicine, as food being our biggest medicine. And it looks at the imbalance of the agni, which is the digestive fire, which may create or cause disease within the body. And disease is simply a chronic state of imbalance. And the World Health Organization even stipulates that health is a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease. And this is where Ayurveda really comes in and can help you gain clarity and balance of your mind-body and act as a preventative medicine. Although Ayurveda is used to treat disease and symptoms, its emphasis is on preventative medicine, adopting a lifestyle and routine that minimizes the chances of disease becoming prevalent in your mind-body. The foundations and the most basic principle taught in Ayurveda is the five element theory. And Ayurveda physicians adopted the physics of the five elements and suggested that these elements are found throughout our bodies, food, environment, the universe and everything in nature in varying degrees. Our individual constitution, known as our dosha, which we will learn about later, is a combination of these elements. To be able to understand our doshas, we first must grasp the qualities of the five elements and how these qualities show up in our daily lives, including in our body, our mind, what we eat, our environment, the relationships we have, everything in our life. And so by gaining a really good understanding of these elements, we can start to get a good understanding of ourselves and how to live a balanced, soulful life. If the elements become out of balance with one another, we are more perceptible to illness, disease, mental disturbance and suffering.
And so the elements are ether or space, air, fire, water, and earth. So the ether and air elements make up the vata dosha. Fire and water elements make up the pitta dosha. And water and earth make up the kapha dosha. So we'll go into the doshas a bit later once we grasp what the qualities of these elements are. So if we think about ether or space, we want to think about the qualities that it has. So for example, if you think about space, light, expansiveness, it could be cool, dry, smooth, it's formless, it's immobile, it's ever-present and open. Just think about yourself at night perhaps gazing up towards the moon. Between yourself and the galaxy, there's that vastness, openness, that real spaciousness. And if we think about those spacey qualities within our bodies, they're the vacant spaces between our organs, so within our intestines, our ear canal, blood vessels, bladder, lungs, the space within those organs and all around the organs, and even our soul. And so the next element is air. And air evolves from the stillness of the space and it becomes very active, which makes it the air element. And the qualities of air, so if you're thinking of wind, moving, movement, fast, it can be cold, it can be dry, it can be really erratic, it can be light, but it can also be sharp and hard. So if you've got a gust of wind blow up against you, it's always changing, like the wind direction, it's always changing. And it's really mobile and active. And if we think about the air qualities within our bodies, that would be like the oxygen that flows freely throughout our bodies and nourishes all of our cells. The air quality governs the movement within our bodies. And the breath, the nerve impulses, our circulation, our joint movements. And so that's the air quality. The next quality that we are going to discuss is the fire quality. So when you think of fire, you think hot, powerful, sharp, penetrating, red inflammation so these things can show up within your body you can probably think of a lot of qualities that you can um, associate with fire and in ayurveda it's transformation so that it's a really transformative quality that fire can have in our bodies it governs the digestion and our metabolic and chemical actions within the body so the ATP in the muscles, so when we're working out as well, and our metabolism. But it could also govern the, the heat and the inflammation that can rise up in our body. And so the next 
element we're going to talk about is the water element. And so think of the qualities of water. Obviously, water can be very cool. It can be flowing, smooth, maybe dull, moist. It can be stable, like in a big pond. Liquid, obviously. Damp. Water can be actually really, really heavy. And within our body, water actually makes up 70% of our total body mass. So that quality can be found within our body quite a lot. So think of our bodily fluids like our blood, urine, semen, saliva, our lymphatic fluid, intracellular fluid. So that's where we can find those qualities of water within our body. And so the next element brings us to earth. And when we think of qualities of the earth, we think of her as being very solid, solid matter, structure, dense, maybe hard, slow, stable, heavy. And within our bodies, those qualities are found in our solid structures. So in our bones, our tissues, our nails. So now that we have some insight into the five elements and their qualities, we can determine our unique combination of these elements that influence our state of being. Each of us are born with certain amounts of these elements. So you can think of somebody who's born with a lot of fire element and quality within them. So a really fiery, sharp person. Maybe a really grounded, earthy, slow person. Or a really quick, sharp, fast, scattery sort of person. And so we can start to see how these elements and qualities show up in different people's personalities, but also within our bodies. And the five elements make up the three doshas. And a lot of people, when we first introduce Ayurveda, they go and do one of the dosha quizzes to find out if they are Vada, Pitta or Kapha. And so a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on the doshas and relate that to Ayurveda, thinking that that's what Ayurveda is all about. And so it's not completely true, but not completely untrue. So the doshas do play a very important part in Ayurveda in treating different diseases, but also preventing. And just a recap, the Vada dosha is the wind dosha, and that is comprised of air and ether. Pitta is the fire dosha, and that's comprised of fire and water. Kapha is the earth dosha, and that's made up of earth and water and so the term dosha dosha it just means energy and it is a concept to explain the five elements and if you'd like to find out your vakruti so the dosha that's out of balance for you at the moment you can go over to my website harmonyinspiredyoga.com and do the dosha quiz there or by listening a little further, you may even just start to pick up on some of the qualities of these doshas and, and feel that you resonate to that. The first dosha we're going to talk about is vata, made up of air and ether. 
And the qualities of Vata are dry, light, cool, mobile, and rough. And there's plenty more that you could probably think of. So thinking of the qualities of air and ether. But when a Vata person is balanced, they're really creative, really intuitive, friendly, talkative, sensitive, but energetic people. And to look at a Vata person often has quite a bony structure. And they're either really tall and thin or quite small, often having difficulty gaining weight, and they can have an inconsistent metabolism. So thinking back to the qualities of that dryness and windiness, they're often prone to bloating and gas and the constipation that the the bloating wind and dryness of the constipation also you can see a lot of dryness sometimes in their skin and their hair and they often have the really cool body temperatures so cold hands and feet to touch in ayurveda one of the main principles is that like attracts like so if you're going to be adding more vata type qualities to a vata person throughout their environment or their foods, it's only going to increase the vata within them. And that can create the imbalance within that person. And an imbalanced vata person can often have a lot of IBS digestive issues, rapid mood swings, fear, stress, anxiety is a really big one for vata, insomnia. They can feel quite scattered and they can talk and think really quickly. They can often feel really ungrounded and a lot of instability and worry in their life. And so a Vata person who is, they're often drawn to snacking on those really dry, quick and easy meals. Like, you know, they might just snack on crackers because they have that insistent, inconsistent, sorry, metabolism and inconsistent need or want for food. So although Vardas don't like routine, routine is really important for them, especially with their meals. But back to the food, if they're going to be snacking on light crackers and cool salads, that's only going to increase the Vada within their body. And they can also get very aggravated by the cold and windy weather because, again, the wind, that element is already within them, within their personality, within their minds, their bodies, they're already full of that. And Vata people, they often really, they're quite spontaneous and flexible with decisions. They like, they actually enjoy change and they really love to travel. But also getting up in the plane, up in the space and that vastness can increase the Vata qualities within them. And they because they're so active and they love to be doing all these different things they're quite creative so they have this mind where they're always busy thinking about the next best thing they can do they often overdo things and they are very social people so they overcommit and this can cause excess stress in their life overstimulation and so that's when the vada can also become out of balance so to balance a vada imbalance 
Routine is a massive one. So routine with the meals, just routine in general, trying to find a routine throughout the day that can keep them feeling a little bit more grounded, warm food and environment, making sure the meals are cooked, slowing down, getting out in nature and really grounding yourself. So grounding practices like meditation and yin yoga is really good to bring a vita person back into their wonderful balanced state. And vita within the body. So vita is in charge of movement within the body. So like the heartbeat, the lungs, the blood circulation and elimination of feces and urine, sweat, it's the communication center. And Vada is, it often is one that shows up in a lot of the, in a lot of illnesses. So people often go out of balance with their Vada first. And so examples of Vada within the body could be poor circulation, where you've often, you're feeling cold all the time. Maybe even some heart palpitations, loss of senses, and uh, quite a prevalent vada imbalance within the body is osteoporosis and arthritis. And as we discussed before, in the digestive system, that dryness, the constipation, the bloating, the gas, not feeling comfortable after meals, even sometimes a loss of appetite. And just not being able to absorb a lot of the nutrition from food. So that's when a vada can become out of balance. And then vada in the mind, insomnia is a really big one. And anxiety and stress as we spoke about. But also moodiness, uh, forgetfulness and that lack of creativity. Because vadas are generally a really creative person. So when they're out of balance, they can feel that lack of creativity and mental instability, restlessness, and often fatigue. So we're going to now discuss the Pitta dosha. And Pitta is a really transformational dosha, and it is made up of fire and water. And so the Pitta people they often make really good leaders. And so when they're imbalanced, because Pitta uh, governs the digestive system, they, can, they have that really strong gut where they can just digest any food. They're really quick-witted. They have really glowing complexions. And they can also not only digest their food, but digest their thoughts and emotions really well. They're really productive, really positive and confident people. They're passionate and then even a little fiery, but in a good way. They're really determined and they have that really clear vision. And to look at a pitta person, they may come across as just that medium average frame, but a muscular build. So really often an athletic look. When they are out of balance, they can become quite judgmental and angry, really irritated. And a lot of the inflammatory diseases, a lot of skin breakouts like acne, they can become really stubborn 
and frustrated and perfectionism can really take over these people because they are strong-minded and they're determined and they have a, a great willpower but that's this often leads them to the people that work work and work till they get that that burnout that heat you know the fire element that that burnout they do really well with having three consistent meals and these are the type of people that can get really hangry if they miss a meal but again that fire element within them it can also cause from any acidic foods can cause heartburn and reflux so a pita person really needs to avoid the oily fried foods which can cause the stomach upsets and with the water element is also like hot and oily same as um when you add the fire to it instead of constipation like a vada person a uh, pitta often has the loose stools so when they get an upset tummy from certain foods or when they're out of balance and this happens they can have the loose stools and as we mentioned they're often prone to those inflammatory conditions within the skin the heart the liver the blood um and to balance a pitta person is to have regular meals and to bring in more cooling elements remember the fire qualities so with their foods they do really well on the cooler salads the beautiful green smoothies some calming activities mindfulness and they really like daily exercise so often pitters really need to sweat it out so they love their exercise to get out to get out in nature to run to sweat but just making sure if they're becoming too imbalanced that they're not overdoing it with the high intensity intensity exercise that's which is only going to drive up their heat so just being mindful of that because it's something that can serve a pitta really well to excrete all that heat out of the body through the sweat but you don't want to induce too much fire if you're not going to be sweating it out or too much anger or too much angst within the pitta which these qualities are only going to create more imbalance in a pitta person and they're they're very goal orientated they can be workaholics so sometimes just really taking a rain check on yourself and being like i need to take a break and to learn to walk away from the work and just to be okay with that. So they often need a lot of grounding as well or cooling off. So grounding or cooling and going for a swim in the ocean or walking along water. These are some other really nice, nice ways to bring a pitta back into balance. And so pitta is in charge of transformation in the body. So including the digestion and the metabolism and our nutrient absorption. It's also present in our liver as bile and blood, as hemoglobin. And so as I mentioned, your body releases excess pitta through your sweat. So that's why a pitta person loves to exercise. And so if you do have that build up of pitta, 
releasing it through the sweat or feces or urine is a good idea um so also examples of pitta in the body would be when you're feeling really hot all the time or if you do start to have when you are sweating a really excessive foul smelling odor pitters often they go into early balding of their hair or gray hair and so pitta is also governs our sight so a pitta out of balance over a lifetime they can get poor eyesight and again we've talked about the liver being part of the one of the pitta organs so excess bile or liver malfunctions and then light sensitivity so remember brightness so the qualities of the fire so anything that can influence that so examples of pitta in the digestive system like we spoke about could be that diarrhea or the hyperacidity, the heartburn, reflux and ulcers. And so because pitters are so determined, so pitter in the mind, they can become really competitive, angry, frustrated, irritability, impatience, hatred, narcissism, burnout. So these can be qualities of a pitta that has become really out of balance with their true essence of their pitta dosha and remember that these people are amazing people when they're in balance and they have such good beautiful qualities about them that passion the drive friendliness they've got that warmth about them because they've got that fire quality the next dosha is kapha, our last one. Earth and water are the qualities, or sorry, the elements that make up the kapha dosha. And so a kapha person, when they're balanced, they have really good stamina. They're strong. They're loving, they're caring, they're forgiving, and they're really solid and reliable. Everybody wants a kapha friend. They're those people that hold you up when you're feeling down. They're the shoulder to cry on. But sometimes this can also be one of the qualities that lets them down to themselves because they're often always there for other people, supporting other people. They neglect their own self-love and their own self-care. They do make really good friends and partners. They're strong. They're consistent. And if you think of the qualities of earth, they're solid. But when a kapha person becomes out of balance, they can become quite too, like too grounded, lethargic, heavy, lazy. They can have mental cloudiness. And they can develop a really unhealthy attachment or possessiveness. They be can become depressed. And some causes of this is overheating or too heavy and oily foods or really cold environments. Lethargy, too much relaxing and too many grounding activities. 
And so unfortunately for their kaffir type people, they are the people that do tend to put on a lot more weight easily. And these people, they do need more of that passion and that fire and the, the air and the space elements within them. So they need to bring that more into their life to get them going and moving. Because a kaffir that's balanced, they can actually be really good athletes because they have that stamina, but they just need that drive. And to look at a kaffir, they're sometimes more la- have the larger bone structures. And as I said, they're prone to that excess weight and overeating. They have the slower metabolism out of the three doshas and they often feel quite heavy after a meal. They're prone to a lot of water retention, the edema, the puffiness. Remembering that water is part, one of the elements of this dosha. Even though we say kapha is the earth dosha, it also has the water element. So the earth and water make up kapha. And so within that water element, they when they're out of balance, you can find that they are the people that get really mucousy, like have a lot of the lung, the chest infections sinus problems and so just going back to the physical structure of what a kaffir could appear like they're quite uh, stocky and they're generally medium in height these people they really love security and comfort and that's where sometimes they turn to the comfort foods and so we really want to influence again the consistent, the three meals, but without snacking in between. And their meals need to be a bit more lighter. And as we talked about before, like attracts like. So a kaffir likes the grounded, the heavy meals, the creamy curries, the dairy, but they're not good because they also um, promote that production of mucus, which kaffirs can get a lot more easier than the other doshas. We want their meals to be a lot more lighter and we want them to be doing regular exercise. It's great for a kaffir person to keep them in balance, that regular exercise, the light meals, and to generate that fire, that passion, stimulate the mind and body. They want, yeah, so light, warm and drier food. And like I mentioned before, to really limit the snacking. And so examples of the kaffir in the body would include feeling a little bit, so they're moist, like clammy hands, weight gain, lethargy. They often get that white coating on their tongue, the armor, because their food isn't, hasn't been digested properly. And the kaffir people, they're the ones that are more prone to asthma and the phlegm, the infection, swelling and water retention. In saying this, in Ayurveda terms, kapha are seen as the more healthier people when they're imbalanced because they don't tend to go out of balance as quickly or are prone to less diseases. So examples of the kapha in the digestive system would be slow metabolism, that heaviness after the meals and a really slow, sticky stools and a bit of bloating as well. And in the mind, it's the laziness, the depression, sadness and attachment.
So that's a quick overview of the doshas. And just remember that we all have all three of the doshas within us. It's really easy to do the quizzes and to say, oh, I'm so Vada, I'm a Vada. And then if you have a Kapha symptom come up, be like, well, I'm not Kapha, that's so bizarre. But really, we have all three doshas within us at all times. Our Prakruti dosha, the one we are born with, may be different to our Vrakruti, the dosha we have now that has been influenced through our lifestyle, through our food, through our relationships, by drawing in all of those qualities of the elements in different parts of our lives. Remembering that like increases like. So that if we were born as a Vada Pitta, so when we're in balance, we're really creative, but we're also driven and passionate. But throughout our life, We may have went and got a corporate job and we were driving even more work, work, work. We built up more fire. We felt a little bit more anger with inside us. We could have elevated that pitta dosha so much that our pitta is out of balance. Or likewise, we could have elevated the vada within us where our vada dosha is out of balance. And that new dosha, the one that we usually do on all those quizzes, that's our recruiting. So that's our imbalanced state as it is now. And our imbalanced dosha is the one we want to treat to bring us back into our balanced state of harmony within the mind and the body. So I hope this has been helpful in starting to understand and grasp an idea of the five elements, their qualities and how they make up our individual constitution, our doshas. And in further episodes, we'll discuss Ayurvedic routine, the Ayurvedic nutrition and how we can start to treat our out of balance doshas ourselves to bring us back into balance. But thank you so much for listening. And if you do have any questions about the doshas or the elements, please find me on Facebook. You can write to me there, Harmony Inspired Yoga Ayurveda Pilates. Or you can DM me on Instagram, Harmony Inspired Yoga Ayurveda. Or head over to my website, www.harmonyinspiredyoga.com and you can email directly from there. Namaste. Hi, beautiful people. I wanted to share a really personal story about myself and my background of how my embarrassment and lack of confidence helped me to really heal my own body, but also help others live their most inspiring and healthy life. 
So as most of you are aware, I'm a registered nurse and have been for the last 15 years. So I've been helping people heal and I have been teaching them and educating themselves about their body and their health. I'm also a personal trainer, a Pilates instructor and yoga teacher. So I spend a lot of my time on stage with a lot of eyes on me. And although I have, have always eaten really well, I've always been into health and wellness, I've exercised my whole life, I suffered in silence with IBS, so that's irritable bowel syndrome and leaky gut for many years. And some of the symptoms were belly bloating, was gas, was burping, was pain through my belly, cramping, and really uncomfortable, uncomfortable symptoms. It also um, led to a lot of fluid retention and weight gain. So I felt really uncomfortable getting up in front of everyone as a quote unquote health professional and fitness instructor. At this time, my confidence fell to an all-time low. I tried diet after diet. I was on the search for that magic bullet that would finally work. I was eating less, counting calories, exercising more and harder. You name it, I tried it. But all the while, I was suffering on these diets. I was hungry, I was deprived, and I was moody. My hormones were, were wreaking havoc on me and my belly was not improving even on all of the diets because I know now I was eating the wrong things. I even tried a juice diet. Seriously, what the F I know, it is the worst diet for a Vata imbalanced person, which I was. But at that stage, I didn't understand this. So maybe you can relate and know how defeating this is. When your belly is constantly bloated, you look 20 weeks pregnant, you suffer with cramping, leaky gut, IBS, and despite the numerous visits to the doctor, gastroenterologist, and dietitian, nothing or none of the symptoms seem to subside until I took a step back and took charge of my life my emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. At my lowest point, I felt like a fraud, embarrassed, frustrated, and hated wearing my activewear, which I lived in. I hated getting on stage in front of others who were looking to me for guidance. So I decided that there had to be a better way. I made it my life's work to study the real science about life, Ayurveda, my body, food and nutrition and learn why I was struggling for so many years. And I learned how to heal my metabolism so I could not only lose the weight that I had put on, but also keep it off for good and to really minimize the IBS symptoms I was suffering. I finally felt freedom with food and my body and learned how to eat and take care of myself that felt nurturing rather than punishment, which led me to some pretty incredible results. 
So my passion now is to help others live a more balanced and inspired life using a method I know works and dates back more than 5,000 years ago. And that method is Ayurveda and integrated health. It is the science of life. I created the Ayurvedic Mind-Body Cleanse Protocol, which is a 12-week cleanse to detoxify your mind and your body because Ayurveda understands that the mind and the body are intricately connected. Ayurveda shares ancient wisdom that has been proven to achieve a healthy, balanced mind, body and life. In my Mind Body Reset Cleanse program, you will have it's specifically designed for you at your initial consultation incorporating the protocol. The cleanse will consist of preparing the body, releasing and eliminating impurities and toxins and rejuvenating the tissues. In Ayurveda we say the datus. You will be supported throughout the process with one-on-one consultations with myself and Ayurvedic treatments such as lymphatic drainage massages. You will not only gain so much knowledge and insight about yourself, about your body, your mind and Ayurveda, but you will go on to live your most healthiest and inspired life. This cleanse will give you the tools that you will be able to use right throughout your whole life. So if this sounds something that you are interested in, if you suffer with leaky gut, IBS, bloating, weight gain, fluid retention, imbalanced hormones, skin that breaks out, mood changes, rapid mood changes, then please let me help you. Come and see me in my Ayurvedic and Integrative Health Clinic. You can book an initial consultation online with me Or if you wish, we can even tee up a free discovery call to see if this program is right for you. Namaste. Are you curious about Ayurveda or have you been called to learn more about Ayurveda? If so, I would love to offer you these teachings in my intro to Ayurveda, Lifestyle Medicine for the Mind, Body, Soul online course. Ayurveda translates to the science of life and longevity. Its teachings hold ancient wisdom and secrets of how to live a long, healthy and vibrant life. Ayurveda has been around for 5,000 plus years. It's been tried and tested for centuries yet has only become more popularized in the modern Western world in recent times as the true healing benefits of Ayurveda are being discovered by many in the West. Its relevance and power is needed now more than ever. Applying Ayurvedic principles and practices to your mind, body, soul can help you heal your gut and gut-related symptoms such as bloating, gas, indigestion, constipation or loose stools. It can help assist with hormonal balance and total body balance. It helps mitigate stress and anxiety, clear skin, helps to achieve a healthy body weight and maintain it. 
helps you feel deeply connected to your mind, body, soul. Increase and sustain energy, increase peace of mind and support and boost your metabolism. This course will give you an introduction into the art of Ayurvedic lifestyle medicine so that you can apply Ayurveda to your life and become your own healer and health guru. You will discover and understand yourself on a deeper level. In this course, you will learn the history of Ayurveda, Ayurvedic Dhinacharya, Ayurvedic Nutrition, Ayurvedic Psychology. You'll also discover your own unique constitution, your dosha. You will be given practical tips on how to apply the art of Ayurveda to your modern day lifestyle and how to simplify health to get the most out of your life. So if you would like to sign up to this seven module course, please head over to my website, www.harmonyinspiredhealth.com.au. Namaste.